This episode of Bird Drop is brought to you by Time Advantage Accounting Solutions. Use our time to your advantage. Tax time doesn't have to be stressful. Let an expert do it for you. Call 403-350-5077 or email timeadvantagesolutions at gmail.com. That is Time Advantage Accounting Solutions. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Brutal Reality Online Digest Podcast, also known as Bird Drop. I'm pleased to welcome a fresh new band coming all the way up the highway from Edmonton. They're called On My Side, so I'd like everybody to give a nice warm welcome. There's not actually an audience, but just imagine there is. To Bert, Q, and D. How's it going, guys? Oh, not too bad. Great to have you guys. Let's just yeah, we're uh, pretty good. Yeah, let's just go around here. I know it's tricky. We're all on the phone, so you can't see any any cues. Yeah, looking at people. So we're gonna try not to interrupt each other. But yeah, let's let's start with you, Bert, and then kind of just make your way around. Okay, sure. Quick introduction. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I'm Bert. I use he/him pronouns, and in on my side, I play bass and do my best to sing. Uh, I'll go next, I guess. Uh, I'm D. I play guitar for On My Side. Um, I use they, them pronouns. Um, and I sometimes help with background vocals occasionally. And I'm Q, or Quentin is my real name, but I, most people call me Q. I use he, him pronouns. I play the drums and uh, do harmonies and shout, shouting backup vocals and General ridiculousness. Great. Every band needs some of that. Yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. All right. So, yeah, you, you three people make up on my side. So when did you guys get the band going? And, yeah, just tell us a little bit about the band. Uh, I think we started, it was like in the, oh, it, we've been together for a little over a year. I think we started, in, was it the fall time or the summertime? before 2020 so like in 2019 late 2019 sometime <laughs> and then yeah we just kind of i don't know Bert kind of pulled us all together and yeah we, we got off the hop really quick and started putting some stuff together and then played a bunch of shows released an ep and i don't know it's been it's been very very fun i think and mm-hmm. um yeah we moved very quick into it as well i think yeah it kind of started off yeah. with the a lot going on. Yeah, we we were lucky. I mean, all of us were playing in other bands already, and I was doing a solo thing. So we just uh, beefed up my solo songs. I was doing the acoustic guitar, angry white man yelling shtick that has been done ad nauseum. But we used those songs as a bass. We were able to get out and start playing some shows. We put together an EP to put out. And then the pandemic hit. Yeah, that seems to be the tale these days. <laughs> we, had, yeah. we had all these plans, and then the pandemic hit. 
<laughs> yeah, so it goes. Um, it's like the it's like the start of a bad zombie movie. Well, that's cool. So you mentioned an EP. What you've reached out to me for was to hype up your new self-titled album. So this is a, a brand new one, not referring to that EP that Dee had mentioned. Uh, no, no that, the, that is the EP, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a, a few months ago, I guess, we, we did also release um, like a kind of a cover album. And that's pretty new for us. And that that's none of our no original stuff. It's just all covers. Um, and we did that sort of as a community uh, project to raise some funds for um, uh, kind of charity. So uh, we did that recently. But the EP, like our self-titled EP, has been out for, I guess, almost a year now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it just must it, be. <laughs> it feels new because we haven't played any shows or really been able to promote it through traditional avenues so yeah that's why we're thankful for stuff like brutal reality for helping us put the word out because it feels like its growth has been somewhat stunted because we weren't able to go play shows uh do a bit of touring etc behind it you just been tiktoking hard then to promote it <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. wish we're, we're not that young and we're not that hip. <laughs> I keep hearing that's the that's the thing to do, but I'm just like I don't, I don't think I'm a TikTok kind of guy. Yeah. I don't know. Corb <laughs> one's been uh, hitting the TikTok hard. He pops up on mine all oh, the really? time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's been quite active with uh, raising awareness about the coal mining stuff that's been happening with the province lately. Is he? Is he trying to reach the youth with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, definitely a part of it. But uh, a lot of it is also just uh, him with his guitar. And he'll sing Core Blunt yeah. songs for a bit. <laughs> is, I just uh, hope the yeah, truck pretty... doesn't catch stuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, is topical. Have you guys ever seen that movie Slither? Starring Edmonton native uh, no. Nathan Fillion? No. It's kind of like a B movie where like aliens come down and like go inside of people and I don't know. It's it's silly, but anyways, this is pertinent <laughs> yeah. because there's like a barn dance and it's freaking Corblund is the band in it. I was like, oh nice, <laughs> so I'm I, in, I'm sold. What's it called? Slither. <laughs> Sorry. Slither is the name of the Slither. It's it's actually really if you like movies that are completely outlandish. Oh, I do. When we can get together again, that'll have to be a movie night. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If you like Corblund, and uh, there's also, yeah, the other Edmonton connection of that actor, so you guys are represented. Yeah, I had no idea he was from Edmonton. No? No, like, actually, like... uh, (laughs) Not Corb. This is an Easter egg for folks. Um, If they listen to that self-titled EP, they can hear... Uh, Quentin and I making big mouth references in the background. And (laughs) my only exposure to Nathan Fillion was that one of the characters uh, has a bit of a crush on Mr. Nathan there. So everything comes full circle. (laughs) What are the (laughs) Yeah, I know people that I guess his mom is, I don't know if she still is or she's retired, but I guess she was a teacher. So I know people had her as a teacher and... 
I guess every now and then he would show up and he was in town. And I don't know if it was that big of a deal because he's not like he's a blockbuster movie star, but he's he's in lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't know Nathan Fillion from like Firefly, Bert. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I know the show Firefly, but I, I yeah, I, like if someone asked me, hey, who's in Firefly, I would have no idea. I mean, I'd probably guess like <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris or something. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, let's let's talk a little bit more. We will get to your, your self-titled here again in a moment's time. Let's talk a bit about that covers album because I didn't have a chance to listen to that one, but I could see the lineup and there's definitely some some bands that i grew up with like i saw bad religion was on there snfu i believe so what what was the you said it was to raise money for a a charity around town uh yeah uh did you want to take this one bert i feel like you're a little more uh eloquent when you like describe kind of how we did it and uh the, the reasons for doing it and that kind of thing okay sure if you want me to um yeah i i guess we mentioned the pandemic earlier and if there was a silver lining to the pandemic, it's that various social justice causes were given the space and platforms to reach a larger audience. Over the summer, we saw a resurgence of the black lives matter movement, especially in the eyes of the mainstream, largely white uh, media and I guess, too, like a lot more celebrities were taking note of it and amplifying the voices that were coming out of that movement. And on a local level here in Edmonton, Pekka Waywind sprung up in the summer as a result of the city of Edmonton closing down COVID shelters for houseless community members. So for those unfamiliar, Pekka Waywind was a prayer camp run by primarily indigenous and queer folks in downtown Edmonton. It was set up on traditional land of the indigenous people who were here well before any white folks. And we wanted to support that as a band. Um, We saw throughout the pandemic lots of bands getting together and doing live streams or GoFundMes, etc. And we felt a way to help out a local cause that would be true to us would be for us to record some of our favorite songs and then use the money made from selling copies of that CD to support houseless community members during an especially tumultuous time. So I'm trying to think, like, is this, was that like kind of a cross? Is it like a ball diamond or something was there? I remember yeah. going, I visit Edmonton because I'm a beer salesman and I remember driving in there and I saw it says like, this is native land and there's a whole bunch of people that appeared to be living, living there. Was that, is that, yeah. is that what it was? I wasn't, I wasn't sure what it was actually yeah, that's, going on there. That's the place. But it's not there anymore, correct? Yeah, it was... No, um, it was... Now there are seven or eight foot high fences around there, and everything has been bulldozed by the city. Uh, Members were 
given the opportunity to relocate to the shelters that were opening up as the colder weather came through. Uh, but unfortunately, their removal was less than pleasant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I assumed it wasn't a wasn't a good thing when I drove past it and it wasn't there anymore. Is it? But it's it's not something that I I heard a lot about. So this is interesting to me to hear the, what was going on there. Yeah, um, I think in total we were able to donate. I don't want to overestimate it, but it was more than two hundred dollars, maybe less than three hundred dollars towards that. Okay, and that went towards helping the folks who were living at the camp either relocate or prepare for winter. So uh, our, our hope is that by playing some punk rock songs and soliciting essentially donations from the punk community, we were able to get some folks bus tickets, winter boots, better quality camping gear for the winter months, etc. Oh, that's really noble of you guys. I, I think it's just it, uh, we learned how to do things like that from the bands that we covered on that comp, and our hope is that we can encourage other folks to take a look at not only what's happening around the world, but what's happening in their own backyard and feel empowered to do something to change things for the better. Especially like the young, the younger punks coming up, like out of high school and stuff like that. Like, we'd like to kind of show them, like, no, like there are, you know, there are some punk bands who are all just about drinking and having a having a good time. But uh, and that's all well and good. But there, like, it also has meaning behind it if you let it, and uh, you can make make more of a difference than you might think. Yeah, I guess I should comment because I play in punk bands myself that, you know, to make 300 bucks off of punk songs is <laughs> in 2021 is not, uh, or 2020 is not, you know, that's a pretty good, that's a good return yeah. on punk rock in, in this day and age. It's not 1994 <laughs> anymore. Yeah, for you guys. 100%, yeah. And um, I, I suppose for folks who are interested, it's available exclusively for our through our band camp. We're continuing to donate the money earned from that to Treaty 6 Community Outreach, which is a group of local organizers who are continuing on the mission of Pekawaywin and providing services to houseless community members. So uh, it's only available on our band camp. You can't listen to it online. You, it's not on Spotify and that's by design because we want as many people as possible to purchase it. And we want to be able to give as much money as possible to those who need it. So I'm just going down the, the list here. I got your, your Facebook opened up. So you got DOA against me, SNFU, Dead Prez, Bruce Springsteen, Buffy St. Marie, Bad Religion, Arctic Monkeys, and Tom Frampton. So it's pretty good. Was it you guys all just, uh, well, there's nine. Did you all choose three songs? Is that how it worked? Mm, pretty much. We all chose a uh, couple. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, oh, I'd like to do this song and maybe this song. I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. And like, there wasn't like a, we each pick three. It's just like, whatever is suggested, pretty much, we'll give it a go. 
right on. So, so those are like these are a good representation of the bands that you are an artist that you look up to as performers yourself. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Um, there's, I, the I, the two I picked were the Bruce Springsteen and Arctic Monkeys. Um, those are just because I, I kind of wanted to hear a different uh, different versions of those songs. <laughs> Personally, um, like the Hungry Heart was written. Bruce Springsteen wrote it for the Ramones, but uh, his agent was like, "No, this is a great Bruce Springsteen song. You should do it." And I was like, "What does the Ramones version sound like?" <laughs> oh. Let's try that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually reading the. I'm just looking at number seven here. You had Suffered by Bad Religion. I'm currently about halfway through their their book. I don't know if you guys have tackled that one yet oh yeah it's on my to read list how is it so far <laughs> it's really good there's lots of i knew quite a bit about their history but there's some things that i didn't know but i don't want to spoil it for you because i didn't know it so maybe you won't know it either <laughs> i think they gloss over some of the oh, yeah, other stuff because nobody likes yeah to that's what i've heard bad. about it H- have you read the no fx book yeah, I've went through that one a couple times. <laughs> yeah, I, what I've heard of the Bad Religion book is that a lot of people are saying, like, mm, you know, it's it's a good book, but don't expect it to be as good or salacious as the No FX book was. Yeah, they definitely kind of gloss over. They'll just be like, oh, and Greg was having marital problems, or so and so was having drinking problems, but they don't. Yeah, it's not like Fat Mike who. You know, he's an open book yeah. that guy. more than maybe yeah. we would all like, but it's out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely worth a, worth a read. It was a little strange that Greg Hetson isn't involved with it. Yeah, I notice he's not in the band anymore. That's kind of weird to me. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened, but yeah, I don't think they're all, they're not talking anymore. I don't know why. I don't know why. And they don't really talk about mm. it in the book so far anyway. But he doesn't have, like, there's no quotes from him, you know? Like, it'll, Jay Bentley will talk about something, but there's no quotes from him, so I don't know. What yeah, and she, one of my favorite parts of the NoFX book was that they had the former band members there. Like, even if they just played guitar on one album and a couple tours or something, they still had the chance to say their piece. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, this person was in the band, but they're not anymore, so just don't think about them. <laughs> well, they certainly mention <laughs> them. They just they just don't have any direct quotes from them, so which is, he must have just said he want, must not want anything to do with it. I don't know. But, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's worth reading. <laughs> I guess we don't need to talk about the Battle of Legend book while we're trying to hype up you guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe maybe you can get Craig Hetson on the podcast. And you, can, you can say what's yeah. up. <laughs> you know so I never Greg, Greg, if you're listening, get in touch with Josh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never see him doing interviews. It's always usually Jay Bentley. He's the he's the yapper, it seems. Yeah, him and Greg Graffin. Well, I guess they're kind of the only remaining original members, so Yeah. Well, huh. I think Brett's technically still in it, but he just doesn't tour with them because he's the epitaph records guy. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, too busy running the label. Yeah, I guess this is a nice segue. Is everything you guys are doing right now at this point uh, self-released? 
It yeah. is. It's actually we recorded and um, put it all together in Bert's living room. So it's all like we did all of the recording ourselves. All the like sleeves are we did the ourselves or got printed ourselves. Awesome. Very much a DIY effort. Yeah. So is brutal reality. So. <laughs> yeah. <I like> that. <laughs> we like that kind of stuff around here. <laughs> right. Yeah, keep cough well. Yeah, so, I mean, we don't know what the hell 2021 is going to look like. I mean, they keep teasing us with good news, but I don't know when. I don't know when that when punk rock shows will be able to happen again. I guess in the way that we know them. Yeah, weird driving ones are kind of I guess better than nothing, but not really what I want to go to <laughs> or play. <laughs> but yeah, I guess in a perfect world. COVID's cured by the summer. What what would you guys like to do with your band? Um, well, I think we're we're hoping to like we kind of have like a sort of a a general plan if we can play shows, which which I think is to spend like you know the months going up to that writing and practicing and all that kind of stuff. And then I think we're kind of hoping that we'll be able to at least get around Alberta, if not do some shows kind of across Canada. Is sort of our would I say would we say that's the long term goal? Or like the short yeah. within a year and a half to two years kind of goal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. At this I point, you so. guys will take any show at all, period, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. As much as we'd love to play shows, we also understand that it's probably not the safest thing to do right now. And so um, in the grand scheme of things, uh, a little punk band from northern canada not being able to play to 30 people in a basement isn't isn't all that tragic (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know what you mean but it you know it's coming up to a year of this so it's understandable if our friends and bands are banging their head against the wall (laughs) yeah just like just before the pandemic hit like I've I've been in like five bands, so I'm used to playing a show every other week or every week or whatever. And now it's just like, okay, well, hopefully somebody I know asked me to record something or something. (laughs) (laughs) At least it's something. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So, what what are your guys' uh, favorite venues in the in the city at this point? Uh, the ones that still exist or the ones that might be closing because of all this? <laughs> well, let's, just, let's assume they're all going to make it. <laughs> let's let's think positively. Uh, I like Buckingham. Uh, I Buckingham's that... always a classic. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I've enjoyed playing at Buckingham uh, for the Rockin' $4. It's definitely... Mm-hmm. Not that we've ever done the Rockin' $4, but it's fun. Um, I would say my favorite yeah. venue is definitely Sewing Machine. Yeah, just mm-hmm. just again because of their very much because of their their DIY attitude and uh, just their commitment to making sure that uh, all the acts that they book are safe and um, diverse. I think is, mm-hmm. is definitely important to me and, and also important to the folks who run that venue. So that's uh, that's probably my favorite venue in in the city at the moment. Also, they're like the friendliest people, <laughs> like just to yeah. hang out with. <laughs> like oh this is awesome oh yeah yeah (laughs) i had a sad moment the other day because um i played a solo show at sewing machine factory about a week before everything was shut down and maybe two or three weeks before 
our EP release was scheduled to happen at Sewing Machine Factory and Lucas, who is kind of the resident bartender there, was telling me, oh yeah, I have this band I want you to check out. I think you'll really like them. I'll bring some stuff I can lend you of theirs. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll be back here in like two weeks for the On My Side EP release show. Bring it then and I'll check it out. And <laughs> nope. And I don't even yeah. remember the name of the band or the artist. So, <laughs> yeah. One day Lucas and I will reconnect and we'll be able to get to the bottom of the mystery. But until then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to buy Lucky's off of him again. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, I played a couple shows there. Are they, they were doing shows in the basement. Then once we did it upstairs, where was... Where, like, what's the setup there now? Downstairs? It's back in the basement. Um, the There was some... Um, I don't remember what exactly was going on, but there was some issues with the basement, so they had to move upstairs uh, for a while to fix some stuff up. But then, then they moved back down after, like, four months or five months or something. Does it still smell like Asian noodles in there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember the smell I don't remember anymore. Either. <laughs> if you can't smell anything, then you might have COVID, just to warn you. <laughs> One of the symptoms. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope all our favorite venues make it through. I know in here in Red Deer where I live, a few of them even before COVID hit were were shutting down. So we're very interested to see what this post COVID world looks like, but I guess Mm-hmm. Yeah, the back closed down, eh? Yeah, I don't know if it's official, but I know it's up for sale, and they can't really do much if they can't do shows. That's how they how they made money. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, it's sad, definitely. That's places. Yeah, we were hoping to play there. But... Well, shoot me a message once shows can happen, because I'm not going to let us not have a scene. <laughs> so yeah, we figure something out. <laughs> we'd love to. We'd like to play more often than not, but we also understand that it's not. Uh, feasible or maybe even respectful for us to play Edmonton every weekend. So mm-hmm. Red Deer is perfect. It's you know, an hour and a half up the highway, just enough of a different crowd to not wear out our welcome. And we can be back home in the same night. So we don't even need to worry about <laughs> finding a place to crash or playing for paying for a motel room. Mm-hmm. And I've heard great things about the donut mill. <laughs> That's every band. Yeah. Like, oh, you guys got that donut in yeah. there, gasoline alley. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a city there as well, not just a fucking. Donut. <laughs> I think most people from no, we have... Edmonton and Calgary just kind of see Red Deer as gasoline alley because nobody really goes anywhere else in Red Deer. I know it's, a... but it seems like it seems like a very lively city, <laughs> for better or for oh. worse. Yeah, <laughs> we'd welcome you guys with with open arms. So hopefully, by the fall or whatever, we'll figure something out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fingers crossed. Right? Yeah, like you gotta stay positive, right? Like, if it doesn't happen, it's not gonna be a shock. But at the same time, you gotta have stuff to look forward to because life can be pretty gloomy if you take away any bit of optimism that we might have. You know? Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent, and. Yeah, but between the vaccine and the weather getting warmer, I, I my hope is that I, I can at least play you know a, 
a small outdoor show in someone's backyard or something this year. And if it's anything more than that, I'll be even more thankful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a perfect attitude for this effed up world. Because even just here. sitting around the fire and playing the, some guitar would be nice. <laughs> I'll take that, even. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently you can do that. And have 10 people in your backyard, but it's colder than fuck here in Red Deer. I don't know what you guys are dealing with tonight. Yeah, it's like minus 30 <laughs> or whatever over here. Not worth it. I don't like my friends that much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in fact, I like my friends so much, I don't want them to have to stand around my backyard <laughs> in minus 30. So. Yeah. I'll be kind to them and not invite them over. I guess that's a better way to look at it. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, we're going to start wrapping it up, but you got any final messages for the folks at home they want them to know about On My Side? Yeah, we're, we're on the internet. If you uh, plug in On My Side to your favorite search engine, you should be able to find either some of our social media pages, our band camp, we have a YouTube, and yeah, hopefully we'll be able to see anyone who's listening to this at a show sometime down the road. Yeah, and don't eat the yellow snow. <laughs> timeless <laughs> advice, timeless advice. <laughs> All right, guys, really appreciate you guys taking the time, and yeah, hopefully this gets your music to more ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice to talk to you. So, yeah. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Brutal Reality Digest online podcast, better known as Bird Drop. Make sure you're checking out the physical scene and check out BrutalRealityDigest.com for more amazing content. Until next time, stay brutal. We'll give it a go. Yeah, yeah. We'll give it a go. Yeah, yeah. We'll give it a go. Yeah, yeah. Greg, if you're listening. First living room. Yeah. First living room. Yeah, yeah. First living room. Yeah, yeah. Greg, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah.